The reason this podcast is called Grief to Great Day is because even though getting from the depths of grief to having a great day isn't quick or easy or anything like you thought, it is possible. And as you walk through grief and then become ready to build another life and discover new purpose, how do you go about figuring out what that looks like? How do you put your hands to the work that you're created to do? These first Purpose After Loss episodes are going to be about building a foundation from which to create a meaningful life. So even if you are in the beginning days and weeks of your loss, this will be very helpful to you. In this episode, we'll go back to the mountain on the Appalachian Trail that I shared in episode 41, it's called Faith Resume, and how to get to the place where manna for the day is enough. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come to the house and let's get to walking. Yes, this is different, and that's because this is a purpose after loss episode of Grief to Great Day. The couch remains the place for us for our regular episodes focused on the first days, weeks, months, and even the first year of grief. We talk about the pain, the pit, and the progress of the hardest season of your life. In these purpose after loss episodes, we walk and talk as it's symbolic. Of you moving forward. I'm Steph and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening up north in Canada, our spotlight country this week, and a shout out to California again on the top with the most downloads. I share this because I want to remind you that wherever you live, you are not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. You know, we want grief to be done now. Doesn't matter if you're two days or two years into profound loss. You want it over. It's harder than you ever imagined. It takes longer than you ever thought. And it feels like it'll never be over. So every day that you haven't gotten to the point of it being over or at least a whole lot better, it wears on you and makes you feel like you're failing, which reinforces that it'll never be over. Weeks after your loss, you just hope and pray for a day without meltdowns. And then months after loss, you feel like you're starting all over again, again. You pray for days where you want to want a future. But then when you have those days where you get a glimpse of it, you feel guilty for laughing or enjoying a moment without your loved one. And it pushes you back to feeling like you're starting all over again. There is little satisfaction in any of the days 
because they are all so very hard and we want it to be over. So anything less than that is not seen as progress. I always wondered how the Israelites could turn a trip that lasted or should have lasted in 11 days into 40 years. They saw miracles, the Red Sea opening up and moves of God. And then I have to laugh because it's kind of a metaphor for our lives. Okay, it's a metaphor for my life. God provided sustenance and direction for them. And every day there was manna falling from the sky. They didn't have to worry about what to eat. They didn't have to do anything but gather the manna up. They had a cloud by day and fire by night to guide them. Their journey distance, that was not the problem. It was the Israelites' resistance. And in today's terms, maybe entitlement was the issue as all they did was complain. My first year of grief was like that. I struggled so hard because I wasn't satisfied in God's provision. I didn't focus on the roof over my head, on the fact that I still had a job after being away for months, that I had an incredible support system and the kindness of godly friends. I wanted the pain to be over. I wanted to be able to move forward without guilt. I wanted to care about purpose. But instead, I spent a lot of time complaining about not having what I wanted, which was basically my old life back. Now, it wasn't intentionally selfish. It was pain and fear. But I was intentionally selfish by taking control instead of allowing God to have it. When I was on that Appalachian Trail with my aunt, I truly believed I could not make it. I was scared I would embarrass her if they had to come rescue me. And I was fearful of the next steps ahead. So I did what I did in grief. I got mad at God. <laughs> but this time, I quickly caught myself. Because God had gotten me through grief. He had healed my heart to the point of even wanting to participate in this hike. He had healed my heart to the point of wanting to not opt out of the life I had been given. Was I able to move quickly after that? Nope. But I realized I was able to move. When you are stuck in despair, aka the pit, when you pile all the disappointments on top of your grief, you paralyze yourself. You don't feel like you can move. You don't want to talk to God and you certainly don't want to praise him for the life that you are currently living because this was not what you planned for your life. Do you know those three things? Move, talk to God, and praise him for what you do have are the three best things you can do in that pit. Like Paul and Silas in the prison, they sang. Before I went through grief, I thought that the best thing to do for anyone who was grieving was to allow them to rehearse all the details of the loss. I know now that that's only half helpful. Yes, when we grieve, we need time to share the loss, to process the details and what is keeping us stuck. But a true friend will push you too. This is because without the push, you stay stuck in the pit and that is not a place anyone wants to visit much less live in. And this is why we have these episodes. This is the push that sometimes you need. God won't always change our circumstances, but he will change you 
to be able to not only survive them, but to thrive. On the mountain, I had to be satisfied with trusting God with the slow and ugly steps and have faith that those steps would add up for my eyes to see the progress. In grief, after I changed my attitude toward God and I allowed Him to lead the grief journey instead of me being in control, it was still slow and still ugly, but it was different. That mustard seed of faith and of hope began to grow. The growth was not fast. It was still slow. It was still ugly like on the mountain. But over time, with continued action, I began to heal. Now, can you be satisfied with what God is doing in your life today? This means, can you be okay with not feeling better each and every day? Remember, grief is not linear. Can you be satisfied with the people who are in your life and not in your life right now? Can you be satisfied with going forward and backward and forward and backward a million times and with feeling like this will never change? Can you be satisfied in what God is doing with your life when all you want is your old life back? And now the satisfaction I'm talking about does not mean you give up and say, fine, whatever. It's not fighting yourself. It's allowing God's will for your life when you didn't plan the loss of your loved one. This satisfaction is pushing to pray and read and rise when you don't feel like it. This satisfaction is okay with slow and ugly actions and increasing your patience with the timeline of healing. If you're wondering how to get this satisfaction, it begins with that faith resume we talked about in the last Purpose After Loss episode. The faith resume makes manna for the day more accepted and appreciated. It does not erase the pain, but it helps you bear it for just one more day. Do not focus on what you cannot do. Do what you can and allow God to guide the rest. The faith resume and manner for the day are crucial in your healing from grief and in you building a meaningful, purpose-filled future. Our song for the Purpose After Lost episodes will always be Mandisa's Overcomer because this is how I want you to see yourself. And the word for the week is the same from Sunday, Isaiah 43, 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. God is with you as you take these actions, slow and ugly, so you don't have to do it alone. The journey works, or the work of this grief journey, is for you to review your faith resume you created. You did create one, right? <laughs> if you did not create one, your journey works is to create one. Listen to episode 41 on how to do that. And to accept the manna you are given each day. God will provide for you. Just think about it for a second. What has God given you today that is helping to sustain you? What verse is your go-to verse to help you through the hard moments? Who are the people that you can call all these things? That's 
what I want you to focus on. Grieve hard, warrior, but have great gratitude and great hope. These things will take you towards great days. And here are other ways for you to take action right now. You can join the private Facebook group with other warrior women who are walking through the same pain with great faith. If you need help or clarity or accountability as you move forward, check out the individual grief coaching on grieftograatday.com. If you want private accountability and direction, purchase the What to Do After the Death of a Loved One workshop. It's a small investment and it will push you to take the right steps towards healing. If you don't have a church home, visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. Links to everything you need are in the show notes. In the meantime, remember God has a purpose left for you to fulfill. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And though it may feel like your story is over, God is the author and finisher of your faith. And there are more chapters to be written in the story of your life. And keep on coming back to the house. Let's keep walking as we talk and decide to appreciate your daily manna for today. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.